0: Magneto Funky, number 195. It's Monday, November 29th, 2021. Yeah, Larry here. You know, it's funny. Halloween is celebrated two weeks into November, it seems. Then it's a week and a half of hectic preparing for Thanksgiving. And the very next day, we slam full bore into Christmas season. You know, a lot of us still have Turkey Day leftovers on the Monday after. So, to the extent that I observe this holiday at all, where extended family gathers to scratch old wounds over heaping plates of food, and many barely acknowledge the history of indigenous bloodshed they give thanks for, I put together a short set of seasonal tunes as I cover the problems with my new mobile Wi-Fi hotspot and go over my latest piece of bike touring gear. Thank you. Okay, that was Pilgrims by Thousand Yard Prayer, a world music outfit from Croydon, UK, uh, formed in 2002. This is from the 2012 album World Without End, and their latest album is Fakir of the Silver Mask, released November 9th on Bandcamp. Oh, the song itself was pulled from the free MP3 stacks at Reverb Nation. Yeah, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, uh, underground international personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on mobile energy independence and creative West Coast wanderlust. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h. Uh, the Twitter is at MagnetaFunky. And while I still have a Facebook account up, the page is slash larry.winfield.967.
1: Well, back to the old drawing board.
0: Okay, this episode, I'll get into the mobile hotspot issues that interfered with the clearing out phase for a week. Uh, there are a lot of dedicated travel routers, a lot of expensive 5G models I can't use because my phones and laptop only support 2.4 gigahertz or 4G. And most of them only available through Amazon or other online shops. Uh, one reason why I went with the Alcatel Link Zone 2 at the local T-Mobile store. It's a low-end device, under 100 bucks, with average speed and a decent battery. It also has many customer complaints of bum hardware and low-speed issues. But, at least I could get it local. Uh, anyway, after getting it connected at the T-Mobile store, but not doing a speed test, I tried to get it going at home, and the connectivity was for shit. After many days trying every suggestion from customer service via the phone app inside and outside the building, I went back to the store and discovered I hit a trifecta of crap. The unit was defective, the SIM card was bad, and I discovered that the main office geeks had put me on a 500 megabyte tablet plan, not the hotspot plan. And the 100 gigabytes of data I ordered was turned out for the 5G models. I could only get 50 gigabytes a month for 4G. And it took a trip to a different T-Mobile store to get a replacement. New hotspot. New SIM card. Did the speed test. But back home, I found the damn thing wouldn't let me completely change the default password. I had to use a variation of the characters to connect the Wi-Fi. Also, anyway, the real problem is signal interference inside the building because AT&T has equipment in the basement and something, it could be a cell tower, it could be a repeater, who knows, on the roof of the SRO, which messes with everybody's phone and internet. Now, in my unit, I barely get one to two megabits per second on the hotspot, often between midnight and office hours. But a couple blocks away, the hotspot clocks in at 15 to 16. Now because Bluetooth also affects the signal, I stopped using my wireless mouse and I had to download a Wi-Fi analyzer just to find the best channel out of 11 available to lock in. But I'm still making it work even when it drops to almost dial-up speed during the day, and I remember dial up. And I still had to use the phone's hotspot to upload the last episode. I'm not sure about this episode. <phone> i <rings> right, that's one major hurdle. The other was, I thought, would be a minor issue. Okay, back to the stage. Continuing the brief seasonal reminder with a pair of tunes also curated from Reverb Nation's free MP3 stacks. Uh, First up is Thanks Taking, a very not work-safe take by Lyric Hold, an overweight, slightly out-of-touch rapper from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I did find his YouTube page although it was frozen at 2011-2012. But he is active online on Twitter at Lyric Hold Rap. Next up is Trail of Tears, a haunting instrumental by Lewis Lacey, a bass player who lives in Las Vegas and has played everything from metal to jazz. And we close out with a classic piece by William S. Burroughs, a thanksgiving prayer. And of course, it ain't work safe either. Hey, why would it be?
2: <laughs>
3: Pass me that fucking plate of mashed potatoes, stupid. Happy Thanksgiving, hope you wait safely. Thank your host dang, be host close, maybe. He can stop thinking. people need change. Move the fuck on and eat the damn plate Jeez, goddamn we killed the fucking Indians, a name they never pressed upon themselves, but when we gave to them, the fucking natives, the land we fucking take for them and celebrate a day, we rape the women with a plate for them, so what's the fucking point of cooking after we destroyed a nation full of people who were weak and never had a choice, took it all away, killed them slowly, took by forced the land they lived, they left for us to live and die alone, and so, we fucking celebrate to pass another fucking plate and load it full of mashed potatoes, baby, and a scoop of grain. fucking starving, munching on a turkey leg, fuck the Indians and go to hell, cause now I'm gonna hey. wake up and eat. You're crazy. Why is he mad? Happy Thanksgiving. Wait and see. She's lazy. Thanks to this day. Happy Thanksgiving. Think about the turkey before you pop it in the oven, man. It wants to live in Jammed in an oven head is missing burden till we check the temp and pull. I die to need it, fucking, it's hurting. Can't you comprehend? I mean, I don't care, I could really give a shit. I'm fucking need a turkey now, I'm chewing motherfucking spit can you hear? Fuck it, man. I only really meant to go and see the way they die and make decisions after it. Shit is brutal and abusive, and it's fucking sad again. I never get it all. I'm eating kitten as a snack. Like I know emotions, dog. I only meant to ask if you have ever seen the way these animals are treated as. They are waiting to get murdered for your little meal. Broken beaten, chopped to pieces, man. the shit is so unreal. Fucking beat us in a video to earn appeal. But I guess it didn't work, it only made me hungrier. Way! Oh,
1: Thanksgiving Day, November 28th, 1986. Thanks for the wild turkey and passenger pigeons destined to be shit out through wholesome American guts. Thanks for a continent to despoil and poison. Thanks for Indians to provide a modicum of challenge and Thanks for vast herds of bison to kill and skin, leaving the carcasses to rot. Thanks for bounties on wolves and coyotes. Thanks for the American dream to vulgarize and falsify until the bare lies shine through. Thanks for the KKK. For nigger killing lawmen feeding their notches. For decent church going women with their mean, pinched, bitter, evil faces. Thanks for kill a queer for Christ stickers. Thanks for laboratory aids. Thanks for prohibition and the war against drugs. Thanks for a country where nobody is allowed to mind his own business. Thanks for a nation of finks. Yes, thanks for all the memories. All right, let's see your arms. You always were a headache and you always were a bore. Thanks. The last and greatest betrayal of the last and greatest of human dreams.
0: Hey. Geek Notes. Okay, no rambling this time. Just an observation on the outcomes of two hot topic trials and what it means for the next time this bullshit happens. Of course, I mean the verdicts in the Kenosha Killer Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the lynch mob trio who stalked and murdered Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia. Thing is, I can see both instances as two sets of entitled white boys with guns loaded with grievance who went looking for trouble and created a situation where they had no choice but to respond with deadly force. Uh huh. No, I don't call it vigilantism or being in fear of their lives. I call it premeditated self-defense against victims overwhelmingly unarmed who ain't entitled to be in fear of their lives. Now, this time it was a split because the wingnut judge in Kenosha put not his thumb, but his foot on the scale and bent justice. Killer Kyle got off scot-free. In Georgia, because the judge wasn't a complete corrupt asshole, the trio were found guilty. But I wouldn't celebrate just yet until after the retrial and mistrial motions and we see what the actual sentencing is. At any rate, expect to see this PSD tactic employed the next time some red hat looking to be the next Nazi channel slash Newsmax race war celebrity expresses himself politically against protesters with an AR-15 or his damn vehicle. The outcome will entirely depend on where it happens and whether the judge is also wearing that same made-in-China red hat. Anyway, if you like or you friggin' hate the show, go to ratethispodcast.com slash mfunky. And if you have non-Zoom promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands artists and poets download links no attachments please and no promises
2: transfer complete
0: In grid practice. Well, now that I've picked up the first bike trails to start practice riding, I want to document the ride with pictures and short videos. Hey, like everybody else who goes bike touring. This is one of the small changes I'm also going to be making to the podcast. But I'm not going to be going overboard on a camera. I mean, I'm not getting a damn GoPro not even a Hero 7 Black, the only model I'd consider, cause I consider because i will not be ripping and running down single track mountain bike trails. My older Moto E4 will do just fine for filming on asphalt and the occasional gravel or dirt road. But I was briefly in the weeds on how to mount the phone for filming. I mean, I'm not going to put the phone on my helmet. And most... Handlebar mounts, just like chest mounts or armband straps, are strictly front or side-facing. Chest straps put your arms and handlebars in the shot, and too many handlebar mounts look flimsy. But one brand name kept coming up in all the reviews. Quadlock. Now, I came across them a while back, before I got that gas tank bag from Target, which turns out I can't use because my knees keep hitting the damn thing. (laughs) Apparently, they're the gold standard with a price tag to match. So anyway, I went to their website. Uh, Turns out they have a new set of components they call the 360 kit. As in 360 degrees horizontal, 180 vertical, which allows me to do exactly what I want. Road ahead or selfie shots then pivot for scenic side footage, locked down and very vibration resistant while mounted on the handlebars. Well, according to the sales copy. Uh, I took a second look around for any comparable alternative mounts. Nope. So I bit the bullet and placed my order. Uh, The parts arrived a few days later. After unboxing, I was surprised that the only instructions Came with the universal adapter you attach to the back of the phone. Anyway, a few minutes of fiddling and the phone's camera rig was assembled. It looks nice, feels solid, shit it better, and only took a little more fiddling to mount on the handlebar. Uh, I was tempted to go test ride the next day because the sun was out, but I still wanted a safety anchor just in case because Murphy's Law is always nearby. So the next day, I did a hard search online and found a safety anchor small enough to work around the universal adapter. It's the Ziggy Band by Moxio. A small adhesive disc with a flimsy string attachment I can replace with a keyring. I took a chance on a Wally World in the Bay Area but it took longer than the quadlock stuff to arrive. It came right before Turkey Day. Uh, I attached it to the old phone, and that Saturday, I took a leisurely ride up the wiggle to Golden Gate Park, uh, through the panhandle, past the small Janice Joplin tree, to the peace sign at Hippie Hill. Now, the camera was secure. The video itself isn't exactly smooth and stable but it'll do for now. Although on the handlebar it caught every little minute move and shift and unless I can find some kind of image stabilization software just for the video yeah I may have to rethink the Hero 7. Anyway, the pod page has the YouTube link to the video and an added bonus There's no commentary, just sights and sounds of the ride. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with an actual new piece submitted through the transom. Uh, Damaged Goods, a classic Gang of Four song covered by LaRue, a multi-award winning artist, Ellie Jackson, at Andy Gill's request and with his input, including a session at his personal studio for The Problem of Leisure, the double album of Gang of Four covers he was working on at the time of his sudden death in February 2020. The album was released in June 2021. okay. The music bed is Pools by Benjamin James Stewart, a French-American writer, musician, and visual artist uh, currently living in Mississippi. His debut album Spaces ranges from lo-fi ambient glitch bliss to roaring fuzzed out noise collages. The eight-piece album was released November 12th on Project Records. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, including Apple Podcast Connect. Uh, Show notes are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Hey, if you like the show, tell your friends. And a final take on leftovers. A few that have gone past stale to rotten. Where the hell are P. Grabby's tax returns? Whatever happened to the Stormy Daniels case? What happened to President Shithole being indicted, let alone perp-walked, to the Southern District of New York over any one of the actual crimes he's committed? The shitstorm that rolled over Bill Clinton for getting a Hummer is a friggin' glacier when it comes to a mob boss administration with a closet full of other people's skeletons and a lynch mob base itching to replay the insurrection, with A.G. Merrick Garland moving at molasses' pace, if the GQP retakes either the House or Senate, you can kiss the January 6th hearings goodbye, because the Second Civil War will be on. And what will the corporate Dems fight back with instead of killing the filibuster and expanding the scrotus? Stern objections? And fundraising letters? Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass, by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod some additional audio from freesound.org the next episode I'll try for December 13th not promising any Christmas cheer I'm Larry trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission and this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco where we are still slogging through but no longer into the darkness.